Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance. X Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And welcome in AAR Ranch in Georgia, the six-hour studios. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today and every day, every day, literally every day, Greg, every day. Yep. And love every second of it. Honest to goodness, I'd rather be doing nothing else. Well, I don't know. I might be like to be doing something right this second because it's cold out, brother. It's my pillow slippers on my feet. <laughs> okay. It's cold out. I had to shut water down last night because it got to about 27 degrees in North Georgia, and I didn't want those outdoor hose bib uh, you know, lines freezing. Right? Oh, all right. I was going to say, you just don't just drip them? Dude, I came here from Florida. I didn't know anything about that until I had a set of pipes bust not too long ago. Oh. And it was like wow. expensive. And but anyway, my feet feel good. <laughs> okay. Got the heat going on in the studio because I'm wearing my pillow slippers here. But uh, we'll probably wind up having to turn the heat down. But uh, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. All this is being brought to you today and every day, every day, by X Insurance. We'll be filling your prescription for freedom for the hour. I have a fun hour lined up for you, Greg. Uh, before we get into it. Would you please tell people where they can watch this program on their television sets or devices and participate in the chat, please? Uh, sure. If you'd like to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. Uh, if you click the t- links along the top of that website, you'll get to the Watch Live, the Listen Live, or the podcast link. And you also have the Shop link if you'd like to support the show. Uh, if you'd like to join our live chats, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Boom, bang, bing, zing, zang, zong. That'll put you something in like you that. can chat with us, something like that. Picture the cartoon noises. I, 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 I. All right, here we go. Before I, it is Taco Tuesday, 2A Tuesday. Protecting our future as a proud longtime resident of Beverly Hills. A devoted husband and father and a seasoned professional in protective services, I am eager to bring my expertise and passion to the Beverly Hills. Russell Stewart, welcome in. This is big news, brother. I saw the Fox News piece that you sent, and you and I talked about this Sunday. We couldn't let it out, but here we are. Welcome in. You plan to bring your expertise and passion to the Beverly Hills. What? City Council. I am uh, officially running running. for office. Yeah. All right. So uh, I read the Fox piece. I can't wait to talk with you a little bit about this. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell's been on the show a couple times here. And, you know, we like I like I said, we knew this was I knew this was coming down the pike. Didn't want to talk about it. But, Russell, I got to ask you. You serious about this, man? Obviously, you really want to do this. I mean, you you got to tell me this is a huge step for you. And I can't think of anybody better to do it. You are super well positioned. 
and everybody that's heard you on the show knows where you're coming from. I'm guessing Beverly Hills will know where you're coming from, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% committed. I mean, I've been for a very long time. I love this city. I moved here over 15 years ago. Uh, I've watched, um, you know, this city go from being the number one city in the world to a city that, in my opinion, is still the best city in the world, but it's changed. It's changed into a place where the conversation is more about crime. It's more about homelessness. It's more about just the unaffordability. It's about development. Uh, it's about so many things that you know, has just detracted from the attractive ability of this city. And it just needs change. And, you know, I'm so uniquely positioned, especially being not in government. I'm an outsider. I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a disruptor. I'm someone that, um, you know, the community has relied on for so much information to do with their own safety. Um, and especially since October 7th, where you just had droves of people coming in, truly believing that the fight is coming here. You know, the international fight against Jews is coming here. So just to be able to connect with the community like I have over the last several years, uh, hearing the problems, hearing the things that the, you know, our elected officials have not done for us, I've just decided to, hey, you know, time to, you know, either put up or shut up. So I threw my hat in the ring and I'm not going to just go into it as a publicity stunt. I'm going in to win and to make some real positive change. I'm looking forward because I'm, I'm going to guess that um, I'll get a phone call from the governor's mansion wanting to know when he can come on and announce his endorsement of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, not going to happen. By <laughs> you, you, uh, uh, you'll need some more slippers then because it's going to be a cold day in hell before that happens. Oh, it already is, brother. I tell you that right now. Well, I was taking some notes here and I and I have a lot of questions for you. Let's address a few of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, the first one that you talked about was unaffordability. Now, everybody knows Beverly Hills as a very wealthy enclave. But I want to point out, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I know this from personal private conversations uh, with Russell as well in the past, not just on radio. We've had the conversations on radio as well. But obviously, Beverly Hills is filled with lots of gobzillionaires. OK, but there's a lot of people in Beverly Hills that are not gobzillionaires that are just regular people. How do they live there, Russell? I mean, I've looked at the numbers. I know what the average cost of a home in Beverly Hills is. I know what the taxation rate is, not just in that area, but California in general. How do people survive? How have they been able to, to, to afford living in that enclave? And what do you, how do you plan to address that? Well, it's, it's very difficult. You know, I am someone who's been there for a very long time. I've seen the prices skyrocket. I've seen the price of everything skyrocket. And the thing about the city of Beverly Hills is, you know, they always talk about affordability. Beverly Hills is never going to be a low-income housing location. It's just not. So to even have that conversation is futile. What we need to right. be focusing on is moderate income. You know, getting to Beverly Hills should always still be an honor, you know, and a privilege. You've done something in your life to create some kind of an income stream that affords you to live in that area. Every single state, every county has that area, quote unquote. So I'm not saying that we need to, for lack of a better term, you know, downgrade Beverly Hills to allow everyone to be there. But that being said, and like you just said, it's not for just the ultra wealthy. I personally am not ultra wealthy at all, not even close. 
uh, not like some of my counterparts who are, are also running. So I don't have unlimited money. I don't have that, that shield over my eyes to say gas prices, who cares? Food prices, who cares? Property taxes, water bill, gas bill, all that have quadrupled. Uh, I don't have that ability of just shunning it off, just going, you know, it's not a big deal. That That's for the lower class people. We don't have low income people, and that's not the goal. But the goal is to have moderate income housing that is sponsored by the city to say, hey, we have a mandate to be able, especially for our city employees, especially our police officers, especially our first responders at the fire department. I mean, these people are not making peanuts, but still per capita, it is way less than anyone could ever afford to own a home in the city of Beverly Hills. We need to make sure that our first responders, especially our police, as we've talked about on your program many times, you know, Beverly Hills is a target. It's been a target for years now. It's a target of violent thugs who are coming in and committing heinous crimes against us. And what, you know, and we need our police fresh. We need them motivated. We, we need to get off their back. And we need to protect them. And the first thing to do is to allow them to be not 40, 50, 60 miles away from our city because nobody can afford to be there. Yeah, that is such a great point. You mentioned that in your Fox News interview. And I'm looking at some numbers right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let me throw something at you. Let's talk. because Remember, we're talking about Beverly Hills. The average police officer salary, and if you know this to be different now, if there's been a change, let me know. In Beverly Hills is average 126 $126,020 $126,020 a year. That's an average salary. Well, it sounds like a great salary for a cop. Not in Beverly Hills, it's not. Can you can you afford most housing in Beverly Hills? Like you said, you got to be these cops are coming to work 40 and 50 miles away and you went a step further in the Fox News piece and said sometimes after working two and three shifts because of 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 staffing. Absolutely. I mean, no to answer your question, absolutely not. Yes, I'm sorry, you know, you cannot just simply take a number wherever you live in this country. Obviously, if you're making 125 grand, you know, in a certain state, that might be, you know, a fantastic dollar amount. In Beverly Hills, honestly, it's I don't want to say it's poverty, but it's 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 a very low number to be able to sustain any kind of life in Beverly Hills. Uh, almost impossible. And for that reason, you do have our police who have to venture out, to, you know, I mean, like I said, 30, 40, 50, 60 miles. And if, you know, and if you're getting, I mean, I mean, you've been to LA, if you get off at six o'clock on a Friday, yeah. and now you got to jump on the freeway and drive to Anaheim or drive to Simi Valley or Castaic, where most police officers live, I mean, you're talking two, two and a half, three hour drive minimum. So what does that mean for our cops? It means that they're not having dinner with their families. They're not tucking their kids in at night. Quality of life goes down, which means quality of service in our city goes down as well. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Russell Stewart, now a Beverly Hills Guns founder, now running for Beverly Hills City Council. Proud to have him on the program today. We'll be back with Russell right after this. Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. 
Indeed, freedom, passion, and precision. And we're passionate about Daniel Defense. Believe me. Welcome back in to the North Georgia Sig Sauer Studios here at AAR Ranch. Daniel Defense, Mike, lit up for you. Visit DanielDefense.com. Get on that email list. One of the best emails you'll get. You'll look forward to it every week. You'll wonder, did I get one last week? It's that much fun. It's like waiting for your gun magazine that you get. It's great stuff. All of this is being brought to you by the great X Insurance. Let's continue the conversation. Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns, now running for city council in Beverly Hills. I got to tell you, man, I'm proud of you, Russell. I'll tell you why. Because you're putting it where you're putting your mouth where it where it needs. You're putting your, your attitude and your beliefs where they need to be. You're actually doing something about it. And I love the fact that you said, you know, you're an outsider. And Greg and I were talking during the break and I was actually writing some notes down while he was speaking because he, he led me to a question that I'll throw out there now. Did you feel like you had no choice at this point? You know, I've I've interviewed you and we talk as friends off the air. I, I get the sense that you felt. As a business person there, I mean, a real person, you're not coming in from an HOA that's trying to move into a city council job on the public dole. You know, you're there to really to get dirty and make change there. Did you feel like you had no choice? Honestly, yeah. You know, I've wanted to do this for a very long time. I've been civically involved, just not governmentally involved. I've always felt like an outsider. I've always feel like I've been treated like an outsider. Obviously, being the owner of Beverly Hills Guns puts me in a light that is unfavorable with with a lot of people. Um, It's controversial. It it is political. Um, And I think that that's kind of kept me on the outskirts on person or uh, um, on, on purpose. But in the end, the amount of community interaction I've had is probably greater than every committee, every board, every every group that's in this city. I don't believe has seen as many residents as I have in person with real stories, with real concerns. Uh, no one's hmm. going to bring this. Uh, no one's going to bring up the type of information that they bring up with me in my office. When it comes to public safety, when it comes, you know, and obviously when people come in to buy a gun, uh, you know, I, I mean, and you, you know, know me for many years now, I'm not a salesman. I am someone who asks someone like what emotion brought you in? I'm not someone who's just going to hand you the shiniest new toy to you know shove it down your throat. I want to welcome people into the gun community. I live in an area which is, you know, very liberal very anti-gun. So my first job is not just to sell them guns. Oh, thank God you're here. It's welcoming them in. It's, it's re-educating them. It's, 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 it's changing hearts and minds because that's the long game. The liberals have been playing the long game for generations now. And that's why they're getting the kids and the colleges who are then, you know, becoming leaders with woke ideology. I need to reassess these people and bring them back into reality. And the conversations that we've had in this room, and I'm in the office right now, the conversations that we've had in this room are life-changing. I've learned so much from people. I've learned why they think that they do. A lot of it's fear-based. A lot of people have admitted. But but I, I have to think like this because if I don't, I'm going to get shunned. If I don't think like, if I don't vote this way, I'm not going to get invited to things. I'm not going to you know be a yeah. part of these things. Yeah. And it's re-educating to people to say, you have no idea how many more like-minded people like us are out there who are not ultra-right-wing QAnon conspiracy theory people. We are realists. We're, we're just based in reality. We're just based in one plus one is two. I'm sorry if that bothers you, but it is. So let's get yep. back to normalcy, and we're going to get everything back on track. 
But if we still want to keep playing these games and start not thinking in reality, you know, it's not about having some, you know, far right wing, you know, style of doing things. I think that the left has taken things so far left that being centrist is far right. And I'm just re-educating people going, hey, don't you remember when that used to be normal? That's all I'm asking for is bring things back to reality, fiscal responsibility, focus on safety, focus on our kids. And if that's not the number one priority, we have no future. So let's just bring it back to reality and, you know, and let's have a normal conversation again. Wow. You know, what, what fascinates me, and I can't wait to watch this unfold. We're going to do everything here at Armed American Radio to help you, by the way. But what, what as, as I'm listening to you talk about, because I, I know who comes into your shop, right? And I, I know what their ideology is, or at least their public persona. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell's finger is on the pulse. Russell, you know the pulse of Beverly Hills behind closed doors in a way I don't think any other business person does. Because people that walk into a restaurant and don't talk to them about their concerns and their fears the way they talk to you, simply by virtue of why they're there. So it lends itself to a fascinating campaign, because I think, I guess I'll, I'll phrase this in the question and not make a statement. Will you be able to tailor a campaign around that knowledge, use that knowledge, without getting specific? You don't have to mention anybody or anything. But boy, it sounds to me like you've got a leg up on your competition because they're getting media-driven nonsense. You're actually hearing it from people who live there. Absolutely. I think my campaign is going to be so unique. Um, and I've already launched my campaign. I, I, I launched it last night. Just for your listeners, uh, if you want to go to RussellStewart.com, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-T-U-A-R-T.com, it gets into my plan. In fact, I actually call it the plan uh, right on my website. It's not a vision. Because vision just seems very kind of whimsical. It's like, you know, like imagine if we could do no, no, I don't want to imagine. I want to do. I can't put food on my table. I can't pay my exuberant uh, lease payments and taxes and water and gas with vision. I need a plan. I need to execute. And that is the biggest difference between me and I think candidates, for, you know, uh, in the distant past is that it's all just about vision because everyone just says, oh, imagine if we could have this. Imagine if we could have that. I'm like, well, that's great. I mean, that would be wonderful if we could have sunshine and rainbows every single day. But we hmm. don't. <laughs> We have gunmen holding up people you know, in front of major department stores on, you know, on Wilshire Boulevard. We've got robberies on Rodeo Drive. We've got homeless people sleeping in people's front yards. And because we don't have trespassing laws because of George Gascon, we can't even get rid of them off of our own properties. We've got Jewish men being beaten down by criminals right in front of the police station who were just let out of jail. You know, Beverly we have Hills. real proof. In the city of Beverly Hills. And again, I'm not saying it, you know, and, and, and what's bothered me in the past, and, and this is not an attack on any you know, individual. It's just you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, crime is up everywhere, so it's not unique to Beverly Hills. But then when someone says, tell me something good about Beverly Hills, and then you say, well, we're so unique because we have it. Well, you can't be unique and not unique at the same time. We are unique, 100%. And that's the reason why the crime is coming. It's the same effort as it is to rob, you know, no offense to Ross Dress for Less. I love the store, but it's the same effort to rob a Ross Dress for Less as it is to rob Louis Vuitton. 
It's just one, you're going to get a $4 t-shirt and one, you're going to get a $10,000 purse. So that's why we are. That is the uniqueness that we are the target because we have the stuff people want. You know, a gang member wants to steal a Rolex, not a Timex. And he's in, he or she is emboldened now because of the policies coming out of Sacramento. We're talking with Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns, who is running for city council now. It was announced today. Campaign kicks off. RussellStewart.com. And I love seeing the AAR logo and the interview on the website. We'll be back. Lots of questions. Don't go away. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. You know, yeah, welcome back. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm actually drinking an ice-cold, sugar-free Red Bull. And I'm sitting here wondering, okay, you started your day with a cup of Defender Coffee, a nice hot cup of coffee. It's freezing here. Maybe I'm not the brightest bulb in the knife drawer for drinking this cold, sugar-free Red Bull. I probably should have had another cup of Defender, of Defender Coffee. So you can do that. Order DefenderCoffee.com, DefenderCoffee.com. Use the promo code AAR and support a gun rights organization. You get a choice. Take your pick. My favorite, of course, is the Second Amendment Foundation. So you drink great coffee, support the Second Amendment. At the same time, it's a win-win situation all the way around. Six-hour studios lit up for you. Daniel Defense Mike, Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom in front of said Mike. X-Insurance presenting all of it. Visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. Greg, I'm going to throw this question over to you. You and I were talking during the break about uh, you know, about the, the city council, et cetera, and you had some great questions. The mic is yours. Host it, baby. <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, Russ, uh, you know, I'm curious. Um, with the city council out there in Beverly Hills, are you uh, looking to replace somebody in order to unseat them, or is there a vacancy? And um, what's the makeup kind of of this whole city council? Uh, there's actually two people coming off. Um, there is uh, the current mayor, uh, Julian Gold, uh, Dr. Julian Gold, oh. and the uh, former mayor, um, Lily Bossy, who has been mayor three times in the past. I mean, two great quality people, just people that um, I think had, you know, had led the city forward in the best way that they can. But I think that there's, you know, it's time for a new vision. And a lot of the people that are running against me uh, in, in the campaign are people that, you know, align very closely uh to Ms. Bossy and Mr. Gold. Uh, and I'm not saying that they're going to do exactly the same thing, but these are people that have been appointed to um, uh, uh, different parts of the city government through these people. Uh, they were obviously selected. Sure, they had qualifications, absolutely, but they were hand-chosen by these people, which just gives you the feeling that you're going to have the same old, same old. And, uh, um, you know, I feel that, truly choosing someone that comes from the outside, who is a business owner, who is a resident, who's not super rich, who's coming from a uh, middle-class background, who's got a child in the school system, um, who's a you know strong advocate of law enforcement, who loves this city passionately, who's been here long enough to see, you know, seven, eight different cycles of city council. Um, and when a city is in the state that it's in and the fear that people have 
Do you want to have someone who's just another cog in that wheel? Do you want to have someone whose resume says, I've been a, a, you know, a government insider for 25 years, but I'm the one now to make change? Well, wasn't that your job in the first place? So I'm really coming at this as I'm not just some rando outsider. I'm a resident. I'm a business owner. I'm someone who's community, you know, I'm community involved. I'm someone who's listening intently to not only the community, but, but to our first responders. I talk to police and fire every day. I get their concerns. And I, I get small business owners' c- concerns, including myself. I am a small business owner. So I feel that I hit all of the marks of the people that actually make this city grow and actually make this city tick. And as people uh, move on in life and the people in my age bracket, you know, mid to late 40s and 50s become, you know, 60, 70 years old, we need to have this city set for the next group of 40-year-olds to be able to come in. And that means innovation. It means bringing in high tech. It means focusing on uh, you know, moderate growth so that people in that moderate income level can afford to be here. And right now, it's been talk for years, but I've never seen execution. It's time for someone to actually execute, and that person is me. It sounds to me, it sounds to me like you're you're a guy with skin in the game, and these right. people are just riding the government rail uh, as far as they can out of being mayor into city council, and they'll ride city council until they can find another position where they can just kind of shift over, especially if they lose an election. And, and they'll just maintain their government position regardless of what department that's in so that they can continue the status quo for them, which is keeping a government job with all the benefits and that kind of a thing. And just keeping the city either idle or going in the wrong direction, which doesn't really hurt them too much because they're just there for the ride anyways. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't want to talk about anyone's intention or motivation, but when you look at someone's resume and their resume is, I served on this committee and then that yep. committee and then this committee and, and this foundation board and, and, you know, and the Chamber of Commerce and da, 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 I literally look at them and go, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I'm a working man. I have to provide for my family. I'm, you know what, if, 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 if you're someone who's incredibly wealthy or have older kids now so you can dedicate more time that's great but you're talking about the renters south of wilshire which uh, makes up half of this city don't have time to be at every function with every photo op with every single volunteer position it's not a reality for the average american across any american city so if your resume is just stacked with civic duty it means that you had the time, money, you know, uh, uh, you know, to be able to do that. That is not a normal American's life. I represent the working person who every single day looks at their checkbook and their balance, you know, and go, geez, that's that, that, that's not going to get me through the end of the month. Or I see a water bill that that is tripled over the last three years. I see a gas bill that used to be 30 bucks is now 400 you know, and I'm fortunate. Yes, I make a great income. But again, it's all relative. You know, these are numbers. I'm not making four times more than I was two years ago, but everything is costing four times more. So I am sitting in exactly the same boat that 99.9% of Americans are. I just happen to live in a zip code that's famous. Sure. But and it does not change the fact that these are still 50% of the people in this city rent, don't own, and, 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 and a greater majority of those are still people that need to look at the checkbook and worry about finances. 
And one more question. Uh, one of the previous times you've been on the show, you were in a situation where you had to find a new location in Beverly Hills, and you had to move out of uh, your landlord was essentially evicting you, and I think it was another FFL that was in the same building. Am I correct? Yes. Um, I was asked to leave um, about a year and a half ago from my previous location. Right. Um, there was a lot of mystery around that. Um, I felt like I was a fantastic tenant, never missed a payment. Um, was, uh, you know, uh, that's kind of when the boom from from the George Floyd riots and all that right. happened. I was getting you know, a lot of media attention. Um, and uh, I'd even uh, sold product to people, to some of the people that controlled the building. Uh, but all of a sudden, I get a letter on my door that literally just said, 30 days, you're out. Yeah, and With no explanation, no nothing. At the height of my business, do you think it's possible um, that it's uh, uh, probable that the people on the city council had some kind of an influence that's passing onerous reg- regulations that then, you know, kind of had your landlord in a position where they had to uh, put a different tenant in that location? Well, I, you know, obviously can't be you know, accusatory against things I don't know. But did rumors fly that there was some influence made? Absolutely. I mean, there were tons of rumors, um, you know, none of which I have any hard evidence on. But to to throw a, a business out like mine and, and, you know, and you did mention that there was another FFL. Uh, it's a company called Tactical Operations that make just some of the world class sniper rifles. Sure. Uh, that was not their manufacturing office. That was purely their administrative office. But they had been there for tw- 27 years. Um, and were a fantastic tenant uh, through multiple different building owners, but they were thrown out too because of the quote-unquote gun business. They didn't want the gun business there mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but why? You know, I'm supplying a service uh, to the community. I was educating people. I was going on TV. I was talking about firearm safety. I mean, that's the one biggest thing right now is, is the city of Beverly Hills has more firearms in it than it's ever seen in its history. Why wouldn't you then have an entire focus on public safety when it's about gun safety? Because that is public safety. But the powers that be made sure that I was silenced. You know, when we come back, and I appreciate the questions, Greg, and the responses, Russell, when we come back, we're going to go through your five-point plan. And I do have one question for you relative to how you think the media is going to treat you and how your opponents will treat you because of what you do. We'll be right back with Russell. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Yes, back to the show. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom in the six-hour studios at AAR Ranch. Daniel Defense Mike, X-Insurance presenting it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't picked up your goat guns, now's the time to do it. Some of the models are very, very low in supply. They've been selling like crazy, particularly because of the time of year it is. Don't worry about it if it's not going to make it there for Christmas. If you order it in now, uh, it's a little bit, I think you'll be okay. It's a little bit close. 
But it doesn't matter because it's your new hobby and it's your new addiction. So go get them before those models sell out. I've got three more, Greg. I ordered three more <laughs> yesterday afternoon. So I'm just going to keep adding to the goat What'd gun you collection. Get? It's I did get the I thought I had ordered the RPG before, but I did not. I All got right. the RPG. I got the uh, Scar, I believe yeah. it is. F and Scar. And yeah. I got the yeah, and I got the uh, the red, white, and blue. The the red uh, red AR. blue. AR package. So that's two guns in one. So that's really four guns, but it's three packages. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very cool thing to have and a great hobby to start. GoatGuns.com. Use the promo code AAR. Get 10% off immediately. And buy them for friends, too. I mean, they make great gifts, birthday gifts, whatever. GoatGuns.com. Start someone else's new addiction. Start somebody (laughs) else's new addiction. Yeah, yeah. it'll make you feel better, too. Oh, see, I'm not alone. (laughs) I'd say misery loves company, but there's nothing miserable about these things. It's an awful lot of fun. I also have a little miniature guitar collection going, too. I got the amplifiers yeah, and everything, do. the same ones I have. It's all fun stuff. Uh, GoatGuns.com, promo code AAR. Russell, welcome back in, my brother. So I, I got to go here before I go to the five-point plan that we'll move through quickly. Do you feel, because I do, and I, just, just because it's politics, but by the very nature of what you do, Will your opponents try to use that as a campaign technique to come after you because you're a gun guy, et cetera, and we don't need any more? I mean, the left is notorious. Oh, you're supplying guns. You know, you know how they phrase this. I'm sure you're expecting that. And then I'll I'll ask a a quick follow up afterwards. Well, the city of Beverly Hills uh, has their candidates sign, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically like a civility contract. And you basically state that you're not mm. going to attack each other. Um, and, and, and and historically, I would say that that's quite accurate. You know, most people are not into personal attacks. So I don't think that, that you're going to have too much of the, oh my gosh, do you want to be governed by the gun guy, like kind of stuff. But, but look, obviously, I think that there's going to be just a very stern way of showing my lack of government, you know, experience, which for me, that fits right into my wheelhouse because my message is about my lack of government experience. My, my message is I, I'm coming from a realistic perspective. I'm not coming from a seasoned way of thinking of how the government works. I'm coming from a seasoned way of how, how people's lives work, how businesses work, how children going to school work how gas prices and grocery prices work, how, how lease Boom. agreements work, you know, at office buildings, not sitting at city hall, just, you know, simply pushing paper back around. I know that these people still do work, so I don't want to insult anyone because obviously I'm trying to get into that building myself, but, but my perspective is reality. My perspective is what people live every day. So if you want to attack me saying, well, how can you govern if you've never been in government? I govern my own life every day. I govern my own business. I govern my family. I, I, I govern our own will. I want to be just as successful, and so should the city. So I want to bring my experience of, of building a successful business and building a, a fantastic family and having those morals and having that foundation. A city is a living, breathing thing. It's just like a person. And I feel like I am someone who's grounded who's someone who focuses on realistic goals based upon reality, not just on vision, and someone who has executed that well in my own life, and I want to bring that same success into the city. 
Well, I'll tell you what, two issues. And I, I, I will just make a statement rather than a follow-up question because I want to go through the five points of your plan. But you stay on crime and you stay on the cost of someone's grocery trip for the bill itself and how much it costs to fill their tank to get there. And you've got a winning message. You, you have a winning message. And it's not guns. It's crime, right? Maybe the gun issue works for a Republican running for federal office or statewide office. But when it comes to local politics, we all know politics is local. Everybody is concerned about crime, and we're all concerned. It doesn't matter where we live. We're all concerned about crime. And trust me, I was at Costco this morning with my dad. One cut of meat we bought for Christmas dinner was 196 bucks. One cut of meat. Four people, no fewer than four people, came up and made snarky comments about the cost, and we were all chuckling. People are very concerned about it. That's a winning message for you. It doesn't matter where you are. Let's go through the five points. One, keeping Beverly Hills safe. I think we talked on crime already. Keeping business flourishing. Do you have... Uh, number three is making the city more livable. Number four is education is key. You have school-age kids and looking to the future. Go ahead and grab any one of those. We've got about two and a half to three minutes. The floor is yours. Well, and just for full disclosure, I'm actually running to get my child from school. So I'm actually on the move, leaving my business where I could be making money because I'm a father who has a working wife as well who's an attorney, and my wife is working. So this is the reality for so many people who are on the move constantly trying to we need a livable city, you know, a city that one of my number one things is communication. I've been very disappointed as a resident about the communication from this city. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, last Saturday, we had an incident in Beverly Hills where we had a gentleman with a gun who robbed somebody out in front of Saks Fifth Avenue on Wilshire Boulevard. I stepped out of my home. Private security guards who were armed were telling me to get back in my house and shelter in place. People were outside of their homes, all looking scared and not knowing what was going on. We had police from four different agencies on the street, Santa Monica PD, Culver City PD, and the West Hollywood Sheriff's Station, L.A. County Sheriffs. If you step out of your home and you see four different jurisdictions of police surrounding something, what do you think? I, people thought it was a terrorist attack. It was unbelievable. Then I found out that there were so many agencies because we're short-staffed. And then when you want to know what's going on, you know, was it a terrorist attack? I mean, like, why is there 19 cop cars surrounding a building? And then there's no information that's put out by the city, which, again, I, I use a theory. If you're afraid of the dark and you're in a dark room shivering because you're scared and someone turns on the lights to inform you that there's nothing there and then they turn the lights back off, you're not going to have the same kind of fear, which means you can lead into the darkness w with confidence. Well, we keep our citizens in the dark, which means all we have is fear. So if we're not communicating, I mean, I know that you had referenced my Fox News article. We had a lockdown at my daughter's school and we got a robo call from the city saying the children are sheltering in place. Well, what's going to go through a parent's mind? Sure. It's panic. They're going to think Uvalde. That Right. They're going to think the worst. I had customers of mine who are parents calling me going, are you going? The robocall says parents stay away. And then no communication from the city afterwards. It's cruel. It's wrong. And we need to inform our citizens. And I'm going to make sure as a council member that we are the best informed parents and community that, that the city has ever seen. 
Russell Stewart, we love you, man. You have a winning message. And we're going to do everything we can here to give you a voice. You know that. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns, now, as of today, running for the Beverly Hills City Council. Visit RussellStewart.com, R-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-T-U-A-R-T.com, RussellStewart.com. Russell, thank you for being here. We'll talk with you later in the week. Enjoyed it. Great conversation. Armed American Radio continues in hour two at six minutes after this break. Thanks, Russell. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. 